Greetings. Welcome to the Empowered Womb Healing Podcast. I am your host, women's wellness coach, doctorate of natural medicine, and doula, Odessa Thornhill. I've been working as a healer for almost 20 years. I offer natural holistic support to those who suffer from irregular and abnormal cycles, hormone imbalance, and chronic womb health conditions. I help my clients achieve concrete transformational results and vibrant health, mind, body, soul, and womb without the feeling of overwhelm from DIY holistic medicine. Each episode, I'm going to talk about different strategies and ways of thinking I believe each woman needs to have in place and be functioning from to be able to empower her self-care and feminine healing journey to cultivate and manifest a life of love, joy, peace, and happiness as a way of life, not just a passing dream. Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you are. I hope you're well. This is Odessa, Womb Wellness Mentor. I'm here to have more conversations with you. And uh, I'm trying out some new lipstick, so y'all can just go ahead and let me know what you think. I don't usually go for lip color, but I thought I would do it today. I'm dressing up for you. Uh, So today's talk, I wanted to come through and talk with you about the things that you can do to boost your chances of success if you are trying or if you're considering going for uh, IVF, if you're going to be working with fertility clinics, if you're working with fertility specialists, these are some of the things that you might want to consider. Um, If you have already tried going for IVF, trying IUI, um, you've already had conversations with your primary caregivers, with your fertility specialists, then this is for you. If you have been struggling with your reproductive health for two years, if you've been trying to conceive, if you're trying to have a baby unsuccessfully for the last two years, you've had multiple miscarriages, you have chronic reproductive health conditions, if you are recovering from, uh, you know, long-term illnesses, uh, this is for you. Um, You might be feeling deflated, right? You might feel as though your chances are out the window. You might feel as though there's nothing left for you to do. Um, You may have spent a lot of money. I know some clients who have had conversations with, they've spent upwards of $20,000 on multiple rounds of in vitro fertilization. Um, You may have spent money on different kinds of treatments You may have spent money on different kinds of clinics, um, on appointments with doctors, on different kinds of medication. Uh, Like this is not something that we take lightly, right? Because uh, it's a very expensive process, um, very time consuming, and it weighs very heavy on the mind uh, because of the work that you have to go through, because of what you have to do, what you're preparing yourself against, you know, the weight the long wait that you have to go through, the questions that you have in your mind, is it going to work, you know? Uh, is it worth it for me? Um, you know, we're, we're, uh, and, and then the comfort measures that you might be taking, you know, to keep your mind steady, to keep your spirits up, to keep the focus, you know, to boost your, your systems of the specialists that you're seeing, you know, the adjunctive, therapies that you're going to be doing that you have done, you know, you might be feeling as though you've been categorized, 
right? You might be feeling as though you were stereotyped. You might have experienced being racialized, you know, because you're now in an older, considered in an older group, mature group. I've had conversations with women who just feel so demeaned, you know, they feel demoralized, you know, as though they've been thrown to the side because they're no longer young and sprightly. And so the chances are this, so the doctors know. So some people or some professionals don't maintain their bedside manner. So you feel as though you're lumped into the category of being with these people, you know, um, and especially if you are coming from, you know, the perspective of even having um, you know, not identifying as being a cisgendered person, or maybe you are not a, a white person, maybe you're East Indian, maybe you're Asian, maybe, you know, you're melanated. And so you feel as though you don't have the people who can communicate with you in a way that uh, you feel is considered, you, you can't relate to them, you know, like it's a known fact. I was reading um, a post the other day about uh, a black physician and he was a resident and he was having a conversation. Uh, he and the other residents were speaking to a, uh, a patient who was diagnosed with, um, I believe it was a brain aneurysm. That person had a brain aneurysm. And the way that the, uh, the residents were speaking to the patient the, the black doctor, the black resident, he was saying that he could tell that whatever they were saying wasn't clicking for them, you know, because he couldn't relate to the way that they were speaking and they couldn't relate to this patient in the way that they were speaking. And after the residents had finished their rounds, he returned to have that conversation with him and explained to him in a way that he could relate, you know, and that made the patient feel heard, you know, so sometimes, you're not you you you're 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 feeling as though you're categorized you know for whatever reason whether it's purposefully done or whether it's not purposefully done you know um and you might be doubting the process you know it's not working for me it worked for them but it's not working for me nothing seems to be working for me and and so these are some of the things that you know you might be believing you know that you know, these are the reasons or these are the things that are holding you back. You know, is this process even effective? Is it is it going to work for my specific body? Is it going to work for my specific uh, condition? You know, are my chances um, enough or high enough? Or my are my chances? Do I have a chance? That's really what it is. Do I even have a chance at this process? So these these ways of thinking and these ways of being are creating our limiting beliefs, right? You might be thinking that your body is broken, right? As a lot of women might go through that experience, you know, like it's just not functioning for me. It's supposed to be a normal experience. It's supposed to be something that happens just like that. You know, everyone else has this experience. It happened for her. It happened for her, but it's not happening for me. You know, you're going to these, you know, baby showers and having these conversations with women who may not, you know, be experiencing the same thing as you have. So your experience of, you know, your body is not one of positive and loving presence with yourself, right? So you might be thinking your body is broken or my eggs are not healthy enough or I just don't have any follicles or my body is just not producing 
what it should be producing. Um, you know, I should have tried earlier. This is another one that I hear often, you know, why did I wait so long? I had opportunities earlier on to try to conceive, to try to get pregnant. Um, you know, some women tell me, you know, like they chosen to therapeutically terminate a pregnancy and now they're lamenting, you know, or they've chosen to travel the world or they've chosen to, you know, go to school and pursue higher education or they didn't want to have a child with the person that they were with. So they didn't. They, you know, were very disciplined with, you know, their sexual activities to make sure that they didn't fall pregnant. And now that they've entered into a relationship with somebody who they do love, someone who they do feel that they can begin, commence, continue, build and flourish with, they don't feel as though um, their body is working with them. So then you have these questions, you're doubting yourself, you know, so I'll never be a mother. Will I ever be a mother? You know, this is another huge thought that you're having, you know, like a lot of women tear up, they well up because this is like the epitome. This is the you know, the biggest goal that a lot of women are striving towards is to be able to carry the experience of carrying a baby. So will I ever be a mother, you know? And then what does happen in the end is it puts pressure on your relationship, right? It creates a level of stress on your relationship, right? Because now, you know, all you're thinking about is trying to have a baby. All you're thinking about is, you know, when will I, when will we, and is my partner going to leave me? I have a lot of conversations with women as well. It's like, okay, well, I'm with somebody and we're in love and, you know, we got married and he really wants to start a family. And, um, I don't know if I can conceive, you know, and it isn't always the woman, as I've mentioned before, it isn't always a woman who is, um, whose body is not able to conceive. Sometimes it's, it's the man, sometimes it's your sperm, right? Sometimes it's the quality of your sperm, it's the quantity of your sperm, it's the motility of this, like it can be a whole bunch of different things. But, you know, what happens is that it puts a strain on the relationship. So there can be arguments, right? There can be, you know, anxiety sex. There can be frantic sex, you know, um, and then there's this conversation that you have with your friends and the people around you and anybody who's going to hear, you know, well, I wish I hope to have a baby one day. I think about it all the time. And so you're, you know, having these conversations with all the other people around you about what it is that you want and, and what it is that you hope for and you're striving for. And, you know, you're, you're giving your burdens or you're sharing your your thoughts with other people thinking that they're there for you. And sometimes people can't do things for you. You know, sometimes people can't do anything for you, but listen. And sometimes even in that listening, you might feel as though there's a judgment that's coming back, you know, to you. And I've had conversations with friends of mine who have been like, I wish I didn't speak so much to people. I, you know, I speak to, you know, a couple of folks about it, thinking that they're going to support me on this journey. But in the end, they're just doubting me, you know, and why am I spending so much money? And why am I making the decision to do this? And, you know, do I think it's going to happen? And so people might be planting more seeds of doubt inside of you, or maybe they don't even say anything. Some people, you go to them and you share your stories and your woes and your deepest thoughts and feelings, hoping that you're going to have sympathetic and an empathetic ear and you're met with a stoic wall, right? Because maybe they don't have the emotional capacity to support you and you didn't know that. Maybe they don't have the emotional capacity to support you and you knew that, but you still hoped, <laughs> right? 
maybe they really want to support you, but they don't know how, you know? So these are some of the things that, that we're facing that, you know, women are facing that create these limiting beliefs. You know, I don't have a supportive group of people around me. You know, my relationship uh, has more stress on it because I'm trying too hard. We're trying too hard and, I'm, you know, focusing and forcing a lot. And a lot of relationships, you know, um, if, do, do tend to fall apart. And that's the reality. That's a sad reality, you know, because the spiritual and the mental, emotional ability of the couples, of the woman and of the couple to be able to maintain themselves throughout this process is not there, right? And then you've got your own doubts about, you know, your own limiting beliefs. Should I have? Could I have? What if? What if? Should have, could have, would have, you know? So um, what I really want to tell you um, you know, and support you through is that regardless of where you are on this journey, the first thing that you have to understand is that you have to change your state of mind. You have to change who you are. You have to become the person that you want to be. You have to become that woman, that implementing Ingrid. You have to become, you know, Cadence Carol. <laughs> you know, you have to prepare yourself for the process in advance. And I, you know, you're just gonna hear me saying this all of the time, prepare for pregnancy in advance for many different reasons, for many different reasons. I mean, first of all, there are so many oops babies, right? And in the case of women who are actually preparing for a chemical pregnancy, who need the support of their doctors, like you can't be going up there to the starting line and you don't, you didn't practice, you didn't prepare, you, you don't have the right shoes. I used to run track. Let me tell you something. And I wasn't losing. <laughs> I wasn't losing. You know what I mean? So like we're training for hours and we're stretching and we're doing the work we have to do and we're making sure our bags are packed in advance and we have our water bottles and we have our extra pair of socks and our extra, we have our headbands, we have our, you know, we've got everything that we need when we're going to this track meet because we didn't go there to lose right? Amen. Because I know you hear me, right? So if you know that you are going to, you're, up, you're going for your, your, even if you're your first cycle of IVF or if your second or third cycle of IVF, we need to stop. We need to stop showing up, you know, and be like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> what do I have? No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. You know, you've got to be bullish in your vision. You understand what I'm saying? Because we know that the body is miraculous. The body is miraculous. We have seen things happen, things that are documented on TV, things that we heard from other people, things that we're seeing online, dreams that you're having, inspirations, feelings, deep, deep, deep experiences, right? We know that the body is miraculous. And we know that once you create the right environment for the body, it will thrive. It doesn't matter what illness you have, what you know, sickness you've been dealing with, how long you've had the chronic illness. I'll quote it again. Look, Naomi Campbell just had a baby at the age of 50. She's 50 years old and she had a baby. I don't know if she had any problems with her fertility, right? She could have just made the decision to, you know, focus on her career first, which is what a lot of women choose to do, but she was able to do it. Now, if you want to do it and if you are on that journey, you have to become bullish with your vision. You have to become implementing Ingrid, you understand what I'm saying? You need to stop doing and get it done, right? 
oftentimes what I'm hearing is that, oh, I don't have the mindset for it. I need the accountability, sis. If you can't be accountable to yourself, then I'm, I'm sorry, I can't be accountable to you. And no one can be accountable to you, you know? What I hear often is, well, you know, um, I, I remember very clearly one conversation that I had with a woman. She, you know, had her circumstances and she was going for, uh, it was a second round of IVF, I believe. And um, I said, okay, well, you know, so what have you done? She's like, well, you know, I started changing my diet, you know, but I, I kind of fell off and I didn't really continue with it. And I was like, so what are you waiting for? You know, she's like, well, I don't really know if it's going to make a change. I don't really know if it's going to do anything. And I was like, that's exactly what you have to do. You need to get back on it. You know, do the CCG. So self-worth is so fragile. And this is it. It is fragile. It is. So you have to build this up. You have to build this up and you have to be accountable to this. Because if you're walking into this vulnerable situation, knowing that you're working from a state of dysfunction, whatever that is, Whatever that is, it's your state of normal, but because it's your state of normal doesn't mean that it's necessarily a state of health, right? And so if that's if that's where you're at, and if that's what you're working with, and we need to know that you're you are ready to hold yourself accountable to the actions that you are going to be implementing, you're gonna be bullish with that vision because you know that tunnel vision at the end of the tunnel you know that your body is going to do what it needs because you have created the environment for it. This is a rule and it's a universal rule. It's a universal rule. And one of my earlier talks, I was talking about the universal rules, right? What goes up, come down, what you give comes back. All these things, we know this. If you slap somebody, they can slap you back. You understand what I'm saying? What you give, you get. And if you are acknowledging and living by the physical laws of the universe, rest, nutrition, movement, sanitation, detoxification, at the very bare minimum, and you're doing what is specific to your constitution, and you're dealing with the issues in your tissues, and you're holding yourself accountable, and your cadence is consistent, and your implementing is consistent, right? And you're working on your mindset, and you're working on the authority of your mindset, right? Because we are holding on to these ways of thinking and these ways of being, and we're perpetuating these levels of belief based off of our own levels of belief, these crystallizations of circumstances that we decided that this is the truth, right? These thoughts and beliefs that are driving our decisions. And so we've just crystallizing this and moving with it and living with this and believing from this. We have, who decided that this is true? Who? So you have to go back into that, right? And as Dula CC said, you know, your self-worth is so fragile. So we have to decide where, who decided that? And let's undo this. Let's look at this differently. Let's build this up again because I need to be more than what I am. I need to start acting right now like the person who has achieved, who has arrived. That's who you have to become. This episode is brought to you by my signature program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Are you a doula, nurse, health practitioner, or healer? Are you living with unresolved reproductive health problems and want to understand deeply what's happening to your body? If so, you're going to love today's sponsor, my premium program, The Practitioner's Self-Care and Feminine Healing Training. Healing your mind, body, soul, and womb using my three-phase womb cleanse program not only helps you heal your hormones, it helps to set the stage for a healthy pregnancy, 
birth, healthy baby, and much more, as well as a more in tune, aligned, deep trust in your body. I created a quick womb health assessment to help you understand where the gaps are in your health and help offer direction on how you can move forward effectively on your journey. Visit my website, Cultivate Your Own, and my social media pages, Cultivate Your Own Wellness, to book a next step call with me and gain access to this womb health assessment. Once you've completed the assessment, we will hop on a call and discuss further so I can understand what your needs are and if you're a great fit for my six-month program. And let me tell you, it really works. Visit Cultivate Your Own Wellness and join the practitioner self-care and feminine healing training today. You need to be like a locomotive train. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. I think I can. And you're going to have those moments where you're going to feel knocked off. You're going to feel as though you can't make it. It's normal. It's normal in business. It's normal in school. It's normal in relationships. It's normal in new projects. It's, it's normal. Especially when you're dealing with the unknown, it's normal. Right? So you have to know that if I'm putting every single thing in place, right? If we bring it back to this track meet, this proverbial track meet that we're preparing for, you know, we're, do, we're going for the 100 meter race. We're doing 100 meter hurdles. You understand what I'm saying? We're practicing our jumps. We're tired. You know, it's hot today. I didn't, I didn't remember to bring extra water, you know, but I'm not gonna sit down underneath the tree and waste my 25 minutes because I only have an hour and a half of practice. You understand what I'm saying? Like if you know that, you know, you're about to go to the clinic and you're gonna have your first appointment with the clinic in July, listen, we're not starting to prepare in June. You can't do that. We don't wanna do this. You know that you had a conversation with the doctor and the doctor was telling you that your follicles were low. You understand what I'm saying? You know that you need at least three months. You should be giving yourself six months to build yourself up because when you go into that clinic, you want to be able to hear the doctor say, hey, we're finding more. You have more follicles. And there's, what did you do differently? And in your mind, you were at the track. <laughs> you have those images and those visuals and those memories and you've got the muscle because you know that you were at the track, you were practicing, you were eating the food that you had to be eating. You were cutting out these things that were not helping you. You know that you were up in the morning time visualizing before you went to bed in that theta state, you were putting it in your mind, you were reprogramming the authority in your mind to make yourself successful at this process of building your body up, preparing your body in advance. Guys, this is serious. You have to be bullish in your vision, not in your actions, not necessarily in your actions, because you cannot force the body to do something before it's time. But you have to be bullish in your vision. You have to hold that in your mind. Same way if you're going for a PhD, you're not just going for your diploma. You're not just going for your certificate. You're not just going for your, mas not your master's, but you're going for your PhD. So you know this is a long-term goal that you're going for. Maybe we're not just going for a sprint. We're going for a marathon. We're going for the 800 meters. We're going for the 1,500 meters. We have to train. We have to train. The same way that you would train a child when it's young to learn how to do specific techniques so that, you know, they don't need you to tell you to tell them what to do. It's the same thing with your body. 
It's the same thing with your body. Once you create the proper environment and you maintain and hold the, 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 the vibration for this proper environment, your body will start to function the way that it was made to function. You need time. When we're working with natural healing, when we're working with natural medicine, it's a known fact. The way that I was taught, the way a lot of practitioners speak as well too, is if you have had something for nine years, you need a minimum of nine months. If you have been sick with something for 15 years, you need a minimum of 15 months of applied work. A minimum. So like when you're like, I remember having conversations with, with women and they're like, well, I saw someone drink a tea on YouTube and in two days their fibroids came out. Sis, that's not me. Uh, you're not going to get that from me. Right. And you don't know what that person was doing before then. That person may have been doing the work, deep diving, late nights, early mornings, heavy groceries, up at the stove, brewing concoctions and trying all the different things, changing their structure, reading their eyes, reading their tongue, you know, massaging their belly, you know, doing everything that they had to do so that by the time they get to the point where they're finding the deeper concoctions, the more complex medications and herbal, you know, combinations that they can be taking, they're taking this thing and they're telling you, oh, I just so happened to take this. You don't know what they did before that. You don't know what they did before then. In natural medicine, when we when you're looking at something like fibroids, when you're looking at something like endometriosis, when you're looking at something like PCOS, adenomyosis, all these things, you can you can move the needle on your health. You can reverse the needle on your health. And you can get results right away, but to get a full complete reversal, they say you need 1 to 2 years. 1 to 2 years of doing this work, of applying this work, especially if you don't have help. There are a lot of layman herbalists. Every, everyone is into natural healing right now. Everyone is into finding out, you know, just Dr. Google looking for the information, you know, and there's nothing wrong with that. I say do it because me, I'm about autonomy. I'm about self-confidence. I'm about autonomy. I'm about understanding and knowing that your body is sovereign and you run your body. Nobody else. You need to be up there having a conversations with them, not them telling you what's going on. That's me. That's what I say. So if you are up online doing do, if you're in the books, reading the books and getting the information that you need and applying the work that I say, good for you, go for it. But you have to understand that you need to be applying this work consistently. Now, the other thing with applying this work consistently and knowing that you need a minimum a minimum, especially if you're working with the reproductive cycle, right? Like, and you're just trying to reduce pain or change this, you need a minimum of 100 days, okay? You need to have patience, right? You need to have patience and you need to have accountability. You need to be accountable to yourself. Something else I want to say, but it left me just now, you know? This is important. This is important. Because we we can't, we, we just, you don't have to show up at the starting line and not be ready. 
you show up to a test and you can't find your pen, you don't have a paper, you didn't bring a calculator, <laughs> you have a French exam and you're allowed to bring your best Sherelle and you don't have it with you. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. But you don't have to do it alone. You don't have to do it alone. That's where I come in. You want to fill your cup up. You want to give to yourself in a way that feels fulfilling and that fills the deficiency. The deficiency of minerals, the deficiency of hope. You want to be able to, you know, stop the excess bleeding. You want to get your cycles in check, right? You want to boost your follicles. You want to be a mindset maven, right? And you want to do all of this before you go in to your appointments. It's, it, it really is a one shoe, one size fits all, right? Like a very general sweep. It really is. It really is. And then we get very specific when it comes to the specific person. You know, you do a tweak here and a tweak there, you know. But you really want to go there and feel empowered. You want to go there and know that you did every single thing in your power, in your ability to make a change, right, to create the ideal circumstances for your process to thrive, for your vision, for the vision that you have of yourself, for the vision that you have of your pregnancy, for the vision that you have of your baby to come into fruition, right? So like we have to be thinking about the right thought process. We wanna be thinking about, um, you know, the right mindset, and we want to be thinking about the right action and sustainable support. So if you are considering IVF, if you are having conversations with your doctors and they're suggesting that you go to see a fertility clinic, a fertility specialist, and you've started the initial conversations with these specialists and you are, you know for a fact that you are going to engage in this process. These are the things that I think you should try to be able to boost your chances of success, right? I've got my notes here, Molly. I've always got notes here that I'm looking at, but you wanna work on your thought process and your mindset, right? Because that fragility that these levels of, you know, of self, um, you know, uh, negation, you know, thinking that your body is broken, why me, why not me, and looking at everyone else forlorn, and I want to be happy for them, but I can't be happy for them. No, I get it. I get it. But what you can do is you can talk yourself into the work. Because I'm doing every single thing that I can do. 
I'm eating the foods, I'm taking the herbs, I'm doing the work, I'm breathing, I'm keeping calm, I'm regulating my, my nervous system, I'm reducing the cortisol, I'm getting rid of the excess estrogen, I'm doing me, right? This is the mindset that you have to have. And that mindset is supported by the right action, by knowing what to do, right? I can tell you that it's a little bit frustrating to have conversation with people who know what to do and they don't do it. It's frustrating. I used to have, you know, conversations with friends of mine. They would call me and be like, Odessa, I have this problem, this health problem. And this is what I think the problem is. And this is what I think that I should do. And these are the, the reasons why I'm not doing it. So my question to them was, well, why aren't you doing it? And they're like, well, you know, I just don't want to do it. Listen, I can't help you. <laughs> I can't help you. I don't, I'm not sure. You just wanted to hear yourself speak. And you wanted to reaffirm the reasons as to why you're keeping yourself complacent and comfortable. That's all. I can't help you. So that mindset of, you know, trying to rev ahead, trying to go ahead, it's, it can only go so far if you're not supporting it with that right action. If you're not moving through the doubt with that right action. If you're not being consistent, right? And if you don't have sustained support, because let me tell you something, the road is hard. It's really difficult. It's possible to do it alone. It's possible to build yourself up and maintain that momentum and continue the cadence, you know, and keep it going. It's 100%, but it's difficult, right? So sustain support from yourself, sustain support from other people around you, from your team, from your family, from your loved one. So you want to be faith-filled, Right. If you know that you have been given the tools, if you know that you have a protocol, if you have a method, if you've been shown what to do, right, and 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 people have told you that it has worked, you've seen that it has worked for other people. You have to be faith filled and work yourself towards the line of success. You have options. You have chances. You have choices your mindset, your actions, and support, right? When the student is ready, the teacher will appear. Let me tell you, let me tell you, on the journey, right? I've had my own health issues that I've had to deal with, you know, health issues, personal issues, things I've wanted to learn, and that fervent candle, that flame in deep in my heart, right? That I've wanted to learn this from someone, I get support from someone, you know, and really striving towards it on my own, grinding, 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 and feeling like I'm failing, but still getting up and going. And what happens? Eventually the people and the things start to come in and support. Spirit will support you. That faith walk will support you. Because it is possible. It's possible to be successful in every single thing that you do. Failure doesn't mean that it's over. It doesn't mean that it's done, right? And because you're over the age of 30 doesn't mean that you're old. It means that you're in a different age bracket and there are things that you have to reflect upon differently, right? That's what that means, right? 
it means that no, you can't be burning the candle at both ends. No, you can't be eating anything all of the time anywhere. And you can have some comfort foods, you know, you can do an 80-20 here and there, but you've got to be very considerate about what you're doing. Because when you're ready, and if you've been doing the work, the support will come in and you'll notice and you'll see, wow, things are, are starting to fall into place because of what I've been doing and building up. So now that I've arrived at the starting line, at the real starting line, like the starting line began from back there when I was doing this on my own and I was doing that work and I was doing what I had to do and building myself up and, you know, climbing this really steep rock, this mountain, you know, passing through the bushes, doing what you got your machete, you're cutting it up, cut less, you know, you're just doing your thing. And by the time you arrive for your first ultrasound, you know that you've done what you've had to do. You've, you've applied yourself, you've applied the work. And so as you move into the process of being supported by your other support, by your fertility clinic, by your fertility specialist, you know, my clients know that we've spent three, six months weekly Sending them messages, getting on calls, sending them medicine, talking to them about what they should do, revising the work, you know. So they feel confident. And they know that their chances are higher and the success is there. The work speaks for itself. So I just want to encourage you. I want to encourage you. If you are on that journey and if you are going to go through the process of IVF, IUI, even if you're going through the process of egg donation and you're going to be carrying, you know that you're going to be carrying a baby. That's what you're striving towards and you're going to go for support. Start, prepare yourself in advance. Work on your thoughts, work on your actions and work on the sustained support, being consistent. Let it make a difference. This is exactly what we work through in my six month incubator. We spread it out over time and I'm teaching you how to engage your five senses, how to understand the body from a multi-dimensional perspective. When you work with me, that's how I work. I know that there are many other naturopathic doctors, there are many other womb practitioners, there are so many people who do nutritionists, who do many different things. I do all of these things that they do. And I very much include the multidimensional aspect of the spirit, understanding what the body is telling you, how the spirit is trying to integrate itself into your experience and into your journey so that you can really elevate yourself and understand your process differently from a different angle. And so we walk through this throughout the six months. We use the map. The MAAP, we use the MAP, we use a feminine flow protocol, and we use the BOM method. And this is the wound cleanse protocol that I've created that I walk my clients through to really get them to understand and feel confident, to fit, to understand that level of self-autonomy, that feel as though they are sovereign within themselves, to have the confidence to have these conversations with their primary caregivers, knowing that they're coming from a place of knowingness and confidence that they've done the work and they understand what's happening to themselves and they've you know applied themselves 
And so I'm coming to you as a collaboration, right? I'm not coming to you from a place of, I need you to do this for me, right? So if this is something that you are interested in, I want to invite you to, you can click on the link in my bio and you can apply for a suitability call. And once you get the appointment for your suitability call, I'm going to send you an assessment, a pre pregnancy prep assessment test. And within this test, um, you're going to be able to see where the gaps are in your uh, in your process, in your healing process, in your on your path to pregnancy. And we can talk about that, like what's missing and where you think you have to fill the gaps. Um, and then we can decide from there to see if this program is a great fit for you. I would really love to support you on that journey if this is something that is appropriate for you. So once again, I want to invite you to um, connect with me by uh booking a suitability call, or you can come into my DMs and just have these conversations with me. And that's really it. I just wanted to come on and share this with you and, and encourage you and support you and let you know that everything is everything and what is meant to be will be. So y'all be well, take care wherever you are in the world and at whatever time of the day you're watching this. I'm sending you so much love, joy, peace, and happiness. And uh, be well. Be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone else. Be inspired to do for yourself what you would do for someone else get up off your bed and walk your time is now so don't be fooled i see you questioning the simple signs step out of line it's time to move